Hello, and welcome back to the Game Bet Match podcast. I'm your host, uh, Manny Friedman, along with my my co-host. Brad Sloan. All right, welcome back. Back in the house, baby! Back in the house, let's go. We, we missed that. We, we missed that on one pod. That was that we was did, not the did. idea. That was, not, that was not the right idea. We missed our, our catchphrase. But no no guests today, right? It's just, just us yeah. back to... Yep. Back to, uh, to, back to the grind. Third, it's, a t- uh, it's a Tuesday. Third. Actually, it's a Wednesday. No, Tuesday morning, 12 o'clock in the morning tuesday yep yeah midnight pod yeah midnight pod but um we we felt the need to get back on right because we haven't been on for what a week a week and well, a half we never got a tournament preview off for auckland and i mean we both posted our futures and such um yeah but we never got a, a tournament we never got like a a um tournament preview off yeah and we actually have lines this time like we don't have to go hypothetical like we did oh i know yeah we, 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 we have actually. some well, we have some we have match lines we don't have tournament lines because the yeah. um the, the uh, in progress yeah right but i guess we can get into it like we're not gonna go crazy with the recap with the recap we're gonna have that when we do our australian open preview because that's kind of gonna be baked in like when we talk about it um so we're not gonna do that tonight plus it's just too late for us um but for today, I guess let's let's start with like our futures because I know we we both posted our futures. Well, yeah, I guess we should do tournament by tournament, and we can just you know we can we can talk draw. Maybe we can talk maybe we can talk draws and then get into betting. Okay, we can talk draw. We can talk draw. Yeah. Um. So where do you want to start? We can yeah, start in New Zealand or Australia. Let's start in uh, Adelaide. All right, Kokonakis is hometown. <laughs> he lost already. I know, I know. I, yeah. I I put a future doubt on him. I, I was like, it, I uh, I didn't think it was gonna come through, but I was like, twenty two to one, man. I don't know. I, it doesn't take it doesn't take a ton to convince me at twenty two to one to go for a futures. Like, I I hear where you're going, but I think that that narrative is overrated. Like that Adelaide uh, Kokonakis, right? Like, <sighs> did he just get a stroke of luck and do well? To get, you know, like. I don't know. You know what, though, man? He's so crowd dependent. Like, he's one of those, like, high energy crowd dependent guys. Like, right? When he's playing bad, it just goes south. Well, that's that's the problem, right? That's why he's 22 to 1. But, like, I mean, look, like, we, you know, we always joke about this, right? Who's better, Adelaide Kokonakis or Estrella Burgos and Quito? But, like, the point is, there, there can be a, a reality to this, right? Like, um, I think there's certain guys who in the right conditions with the right crowd, their game is significantly enhanced. I don't think it's all guys. I think it, it tends to be, I think the idea of a defending champ, te- I mean, you're probably right as an overall tendency and, and you were probably right in this case. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's, it's a little specific. Like there are definitely guys who conditions favor them and, I think there was an argument here for Kokonakis, like the fact that it is like it's not like it's some random tournament he won that he played well in twice, right? It's a it's a tournament that fits like him perfectly, mostly because of the crowd okay. and being at home. Yeah, and being it. right before a slam, so there's you know there's there's the fields aren't as strong. Like I saw the argument. Yeah, I I just like think when you kind of lose to Rinky and go away the way you did because like last week was kind of similar in terms of the conditions. I know it's not his hometown. It's also in Australia on a quick court where it should be favorable to him, right? And he kind of yeah. I mean, look, out. it was one of those things where like, so I I see both sides. You know what I mean? Like, like for me, it was a pure price play. Like I originally was not on it, and then last second I said, you know what? 
in the twenties to one, like that's probably worth yeah. a shot that he happens to wake up and play well this week. Cause like, he's also a guy who has like a good top end, you know, yeah, like his top end game. Top end. I agree with that. You know? So like, if yeah. you're, you know, and like, if you're like, he's a, he, like, if we, we kind of talked about this a little bit before, like, like is outright really the right thing to bet on a guy. And like, he's a guy who I don't mind putting an outright on Kokonakis. Like there's other guys who it's like, do you really want to put outrights on him? Cause like, you know, can, can they actually win in a final? Right. But right. like Kokonox is a guy who like well he has a big game right like big sir big forehand yeah. he has weapons you know so I I get that argument I just I don't know when you're like lacking form, the form was so bad I hear you man I when hear you're you lacking form you have like... to make up for it with mental strength and he doesn't have that <laughs> I feel like he has more mental strength than the crowd's behind him you know yeah but you actually have to have mental strength to kind of compartmentalize that pressure and put it to good use you know like, I, I hear both ends uh, i don't I, yeah i hear both ends right it's really well, tough to quantify once you get out to like 20 to 25 to one with a guy like kokonakis because yeah. like you, 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 like you, i feel like with like certain guys like especially when you're about like outrights it's like you can't just like kind of you can't just like mathematically multiply the chance they're going to win every match together like you can like some guys you can do that with like like you know connell you can probably look at it and go okay what's his chances of winning each match yeah. multiply those together and that's that's the odds you should get on the futures right i feel like with with kokonakis it's like because it's such like a top end bottom end kind of thing like i don't know so my and, futures here was shevchenko at 28 to 1 like i thought that that was way better value than kokonakis and the hilarious part is that i don't i just really think this is a tough part of the draw like Echeverry is. was I, not an easy round one opponent. I actually no, bet Echeverry in round one. And I thought that that was his hardest match. Like now, it could like, be his hardest match until he makes the final. I don't disagree. Like, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was my point. And I hedged during for that uh, that Etch Shevchenko match with Etch two one and three sets. So I I I didn't like hedge with just the Etch money line because I did think Shevchenko was a deserved favorite, and he did come out and win that match. Um, but like I wanted to have some plus money with etch in that match in case he lost because like, I didn't think I thought that three sets was, was the best line there. Like the over the three sets, because that's, that's, yeah. A, I mean, I, I thought it was gonna be a tough match. You know what I mean? I, I, I had the etch money line at the one thirty. Yeah. I don't feel play. terrible about it. Like, no. I think it was, you know, I think he probably get, I mean, to me, it felt like a pretty 50, 50 match. Yeah. I think the stats in the match were insanely even. It was like 114 points to 113, 41% points yeah. one on return for etch to 40 for Shevchenko. Like it was basically as close to a coin flip match as you get. It was. So you get plus money plus one thirty on etch. Like, I don't think that that was a bad play, but the way etch has played, like, you know, he's played so many three setters recently. That like if you're gonna, bet- I don't think yes. I think either play was fine. I think I even called it out. Like I think I even yeah. called it out when I did my video or my my write ups. Like yep. I thought both plays were pretty equally valid. Like yeah, yeah. But I like like etch like is a two one kind of guy. Like if you you know just the three sets. Yeah, it's interesting. It's an interesting way to look at it. Yeah, I didn't love the value there. I think it was only like three something when I when I got it, it was like 50, only three point two to one or something. It wasn't like. I was hoping to get like I was, I was I looked at the same line, but I was hoping to get like four to one because usually with a dog, yeah, you'll get a pretty good price there. And it was like only like three to one, like it was not a great price. Yeah, maybe because like they were kind of expected to go three sets because the three set line, which I thought was good, was only plus one fifteen, I believe. 
which is really low, which is really low. For which is why I swayed towards the over twenty two and a half, and like I would have got there in two sets. Yeah, I mean it's it's a. Yeah, 115 is a really, really, yeah. like, usually, even if it's, like, two relatively equal guys, we'll get 125, 130. Right. 115 is, like, and I, I think I looked at that line, too, and I was, like, I, I think I even saw better. I saw, like, 120, and I was, like, even at 120, it seemed low, but. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was, but you're right. It did have three sets written all over it. It did. It did. But yeah. I, don't, and I don't think uh, O'Connell's a walk in the park for Shevchenko, either. I think Shevchenko will get uh, there, but I don't think it's a walk in the park. Another walk in the park because O'Connell has that like, you know, aggressive game with the, you know, serve and volley sometimes. Like he 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 varies his tactics a lot. So Yeah. I think and Sinego, like if Sinego beats Corda, like that could be a pain in the neck match for sure. Like Yeah, it, it's a tough part of the draw, but I do think he's like the best player. And I'm getting twenty eight to one. Plus I think everyone in the bot that fourth quarter is beatable. I agree with that. Yeah. Like, yeah, I agree Lechka's with that. Beatable. We actually have Walton tonight over Lechka. Like, Lyavik. I mean, like, I think this is a really fun tournament to put futures on because I think, like, it's a very beatable. Uh, it's a very, like, I, I don't like any of the seeds. It's a little bit of, like, I don't hate, um, I don't hate Yari sticking on the bottom half because you're already there. I don't hate Yari um, here just because he's got the serve. Um, yeah, but I actually think the court is too fast for him because this Adelaide court, I don't know if you saw uh, Pro Nishikori's uh, email. No, it's, it's, it's fast. Uh, I know. It's, I, it's, quick. it's quick. It's one yeah. of the quickest courts. And I agree. I mean, I've said it many times. I think Yari's at his best in clay altitude where the serve plays up, but the ball afterwards doesn't because he, he is a little slow. He's tall and he he's a little slow. slow. And I might, I might go with Arnaldi. I mean, we'll discuss the individual matches, but like, I don't know. I, I think Arnaldi continues to be slightly undervalued by the books. Like, I think he's better than what. Well, he I don't know, man. If you look at like the luck stats on Arnaldi, the three set, like the three, like the, his, his points one, his hold break is not as strong as his match record over the past, you know, three, four months when he's had this, this resurgence on, or not resurgence, this, I guess, surgence, the surge. I'm not sure what the right word is. Yeah. Uh, this, the surge on hard courts. The, the, uh, the, the, but he also does have a good game. Like when you watch, I get it. Like from an eye test perspective, I, I do like the eye test. Um, yeah. but he does, uh, he does like statistically, the, the stats don't look as good. I think he's won like during this, like last three, four months, he's, he's winning like well under 50% of points. It's kind of odd that he's done so well. He's winning like 47, 48% of points, I think. Yeah. I think he's, I don't know. He, he doesn't give in really like he he's a good battler. And I think that that's, that's a testament to him. Like more, more when, as you say that I'm kind of thinking that Arnaldi Yari, like that has an over kind of feel to it, you know, like it has. Well, didn't they play, they played a really long match when they played last time. Right. Uh, I don't remember. Uh... I think they played, they had, I think they played at least one tie break, at least one long side. I want to say it was a three setter. They they did play once last year. They did, yeah, in Beijing. Yep, six. Yeah, seven, six seven seven six six, six three. three. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you're right. But I I don't know I I kind of see that kind of similar scoreline like that just has like overwritten all over. I'm curious to see what that line is. But I agree. But I I really hope we get an over under of 23 or lower. I think I feel like I yeah, fear that's going to come in. That's going over under of 24, and then I I hate those over unders of 24, man. Especially like. 
especially if you have like an Arnaldi guy who's really not that big of a server and like one break. Yeah, but it, does it really lose. matter with Yari? Like Yari's return game is so piss poor that it's like, uh... I mean, he can take a few cuts, but like on this court when it's super quick and he has no time on the ball. I get it. Everybody serve plays up. So and then the, the problem with Arnaldi is like his serve is not that big, but his like ground game is pretty good. So also doesn't Arnaldi have a double fault problem? Slightly. I mean, I remember in that Beijing match, remember he threw in like three doubles. <laughs> like first... I think he threw in three doubles in one game to break himself. Like yeah, I think he's just like streaky. Like his floor is pretty low, you know. So it is, it right? is for sure, especially like... on the serve. Like his his peak is pretty high and he's a good battler, but like his his floor is low. So I, I get where you're coming, but I mean we'll discuss that match a little bit more in depth. Uh yeah, like, I guess like, as we talk about the draw, like like Shevchenko, don't you think like he should be like like where do you stack him like to make the final? Like I think he's kind of arguably the favorite to make the final here. Oh, but I mean so I, I was close about it from Shevchenko. The problem is like, so like, like what's the, what would the price be on him now to win the title? It's probably what, like 20 to one. Something like that. And it's probably, that's pro- I think it's probably a fair price is something between 15 and 20. He's still got to win four matches. None of the four are like, He's not a huge favorite in any of the four. He's a he's a favorite against O'Connor. I don't think he's a huge favorite. I think Probably it's actually pick him against Corda. Like I would back him as a dog against Corda. Yeah, yeah, I would too. Um, if he's a dog of anything more than like plus one thirty. Yeah, but I do think he's a I do think he's a, a slight that, dog. If the books are smart, which they are, that's probably the price you're going to get. You know, but yeah, right. And then, like, in that bottom half, like, against Lechka, Walton, Lajevic, Arnaldi, or Yari, I think he's the favorite against all of them. It all came down to how much you believed in that first match against Etch, I think. Yeah. Like I said, the fact that I took the Etch money line at plus 130, right, indicates that I think he was, that I think Shevchenko was, like, barely above. Like, I had it at, like, 53, 47, something like that. Like, yeah. well, you know what I mean? So, like, I, like, it's why I hedged because I thought that that was right. It, it t- but it, my my for me it was hard to take a. T- I, I don't even know if I saw twenty to one. I think I saw them in the lower twenties, but it, it, it's hard to take like a, even a mid twenties to one, mid mid to upper twenties to one, when you don't see a match where the guy is like right. a big favorite. You know what I mean? Because you're like you're, it's a lot yeah. of you're you're hoping to last through a lot of coin flips. For me, it's also a hot week, and you don't really want to have like a whole lot of long matches. That is that is a good. Good point. That match happened at night, I think, so it wasn't as bad. Well, I'm not. It was also a cooler. Like the begin, the front half of this tournament, the weather's okay. The yeah. back half of the work gets really nasty. I think starting Thursday, it gets into like the high 80s and, and 90s. That is slight concern with Shevchenko. Like I would be actually less concerned if Etch was there. You know? Because yeah, I think. I think it's more just like. I still think Shevchenko is going to play a lot of long matches, and like that's not like like long matches decently long points and that's not really what i want um fair 28 to 1 though for i think like one of the better players in this draw who's shown a lot of improvement i i don't, I don't think it's terrible but like, i think it's okay i think sean calvert was on it also i don't think it's terrible i think it's very like i think it's pretty close i think 
I don't remember if I saw 28 to 1. 28 I might have hit. I think I saw something in the lower 20s. You might have gotten it like at a better time than me. But... My other my other play here was Thompson at 22 to 1 um, in the top half of the draw. I that's think... my play. That That's the one that I had circled and starred because I think this top yeah. half is incredibly poor. It is poor. So if you go through the seeds here, I don't have I want I want nothing to do with Tommy Paul at the end of a hot week. Agreed. Nothing on well, Friday, Saturday. So we're not like semifinal points to defend at the Australian Open. Like he's going to play two matches here and be like, I'm, I'm, I'm getting the hell out of Adelaide. Yeah, you know, like, I want nothing to do with Draper. Yeah, not, not, not in the heat, not in the hot matches. Not, not, not at the back end of this tournament. He looked really good against Baez, but like that's, that's also Baez. Like I think Baez is a really good opponent for him. Yeah, that's true. Good matchup. Very true. Yeah. Um, on, on, a, on a quick court, on a slow court, it's going to be trouble for him. But on a quick court, I think it's a good matchup for him. Want no part of Kachmanovich. No, not in Bolt really is no. irrelevant. Like he's not going to win this tournament. He's he's yeah. he's fun, but he's not going to win this no tournament. No part of Musetti. Musetti's an automatic. Musetti's not Musetti camp. I mean, I think he's better than people give him credit for on quick hard courts. No, he's not. He's terrible. <laughs> well, no, 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 no. But hear me out. When okay. I say better than he, people give him credit for, like I don't know. I think he's like. Around as good as Baez. Okay. Maybe a little better than that, Baez. Is that the standard Musetti is measuring himself against? Okay, if you're Musetti, no. Like I'm like, but my point is like, if you're gonna tell me he's a challenger level player on quick hard course, I'm gonna say no, he's an ATP level player. Okay. If 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 you put Musetti against Baez right now on a quick hard court, I'm going Baez just because of compete level. And like okay. stamina and Okay. Yeah. I mean, if, if you put them and pick them and they would play. Okay. I'd probably lean Baez. And I, I you'd probably get Baez at plus money there. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I'd probably be on Musetti there. But it'd be like Musetti, like, minus 130. is probably like having, like, minus okay. 130 plus right. 110. So we're not far off. Like, I don't think Musetti yeah. would be a huge favorite. But, like, my point is I, I feel like some people put Musetti as, like, a, a challenge level player on, on quick hardcore. I don't think he's that bad. Like, I think he's, like, between like, I feel like the markets give him respect though, just because like he is a high seed. He has this. I don't know. Well, he uh, he wasn't. I mean, I think he was like twenty to one this to win this tournament. Which I don't think is like a ton of respect. Yeah, but it, it's more in individual matches. Like last week, oh, when he played Kotov, right? Like, what is he against Thompson? Thompson's the favorite tonight. Is that today or is that tomorrow? No, that's, that's got to be tomorrow. And well, I didn't see a line. Played, he just I played Diaz Acosta, so I don't even know if that line is up. It's not up yet, but yeah. I mean, Thompson should be the favorite there. I would hope anything that like, if I can get Thompson, anything under like minus 150 money line, I'd probably hit it. I'm taking it hundred percent. I'm probably going to lay games because Musetti doesn't uh, like Musetti doesn't. He doesn't hold serve particularly well. So I, I agree. I agree. I think this is a candidate. But I love Thompson. So given that I don't like, I don't Evans, Evans could be scary actually in this draw. If Evans wants to, if Evans really wants to win this tournament, he could be scary. Um, Bublik has no chance. Bublik's, Bublik's quote three years ago was, you don't try to win these conditions, you try to survive. <laughs> that was his conditions. Why is he even there? Just to collect his round one prize money and get the hell out? I, I think a couple warm-up matches, right? That doesn't get hot until like Thursday, Friday. So like play two, play two warm-up matches, collect, he probably gets an appearance fee. All right. I mean... I don't want any part of that. Part. I mean, you may, right? If you, you, he's, he's going down, he he. Want, I'm sure he wants to do well in the slams, right? 
because there's there's an incentive to do well yeah. in slams. It's I a quick that. hard court, so he could do well in the, in Australia. There's no reason he can't outside of the heat if he gets bad bad weather. Right. But um, otherwise, like, I mean, he's gonna have to go down there anyway. He's gonna have to make the trip anyways. He may as well go down a week early and like get some extra practice might and as get well. some matches. I mean, you're a professional tennis player. This is your job. I mean, might as well. Yeah. I mean, like, I wish I could say that about my job. Like, you might as well go go to the pharmacy and, like, you know, get some work done. I mean, like, it, it's a joke. It's ridiculous. But, uh, I mean, Rinky and Evans, I have the over in that match, but, like, it's not. I want no part of that match, man. Because the problem is, like, I think it's a terrible matchup for Rinky. Because, like, Evans is just a better version, I think, of Rinky. So then you might as well hit Evans on the money line. Because like, I but think, Evans may not show up. Like, I have no idea what Dan Evans, what Dan Evans is showing up. I don't here. really have that opinion on Dan Evans. Like, I get that he likes to party and stuff, but I never feel like he plays a match and just doesn't show up. Like, oh, uh, all of last cool. year, he showed up for one tournament. <laughs> yeah, I, I felt like that was more like bad form and just bad playing. I don't think it was like lack of like not wanting to be there, you know. Oh, he said it. He said at times he didn't want yeah, to be it, there last year. I think it was more because of confidence than laziness, but like... Yeah, I think the fact that he was losing and losing and losing, like, all the time, like, when he was a top 20 player the year before, like, I think that discouraged him. I don't think it's necessarily that he didn't, like, go out and just try, not try, you know? I, yeah, but if you're in the club, if you're in the club partying too many nights before the event. That's not good for your chances of, of doing well in the event, right? Like point. Good point. I I just you know, I gotta Evans, he's just such a wild card to me. But he's he's actually like he actually like could win this tournament. He's got the right style for it, I think. He plays a few too many longer longer rallies. Like I really like the way Thompson plays like in the heat. I think the the way Thompson plays is a real advantage actually. Yeah, I mean, the thing with I'm nervous about Thompson, I mean, we got 22 to 1, so I can't really complain. But, like, you know, remember he played that uh, 250 in, like, Chengdu or, uh, you know, somewhere, and he just, like, retired after the first set? Yeah, I know. You know like, know. he is probably... But you wouldn't think he would do that in Australia. Good point. Good point. I agree with that. And, I, I... and like, this would be the tournament for him, right? Like, real, like, like if he's... Like, like I guess he might... Maybe yeah. he would say that, like... Like, I don't even know what, like, what, because, like, the, the problem is the grass tournaments are actually all pretty tough because there's not many of them. So they, they get really good attendance. Yep. Um, this field, given that it's the week before a slam, is pretty weak. They, they like, are. I mean, this is pretty par for the course, like a week before a slam. No, it is. It is. But I, I guess, I guess I don't mean that so much. I mean that, like, if you look at the, that's again, like, if you look at the top guys by name, they're bad fits for this particular tournament. So like Paul and quarter are bad fits because of the heat. Musetti is a bad fit because of the surface. Yari the is like in the heat and the heat. Yari is maybe an okay fit because the surf plays up, but that's really it. And I, I hear you, like, I'm not saying he's a great, fit. I'm saying maybe he's okay. It might, it's probably fascinating. Like I agree. I mean, you look at the other seeds, like Bublik, no chance. Echeverry's already out. I think he was, I mean, he's not, I mean, he still isn't a great hardcore player. He's getting better, but not great. Yep. Like, Baez, no chance, right? Like, like Monovic, you can't trust in the heat either. Either. Yeah, player. like, if you look at it, like, if you look at it, it's just like a really, like, 
it's a bunch of guys who like don't really make sense in this event. Yeah, and and I I really really like Thompson, and I think like the other guys are going to be like, why why am I like suffering in this heat when I have to play Grand Slam the next week? Like, it just doesn't. Well, make... That's why like if it, I mean that's why like the winner of Rinky and Evans, like actually kind of has a shot if they if they if, if they want if they want to vulture this two fifty. I mean, Rinky is probably a good play. Like if he gets past Evans, I I might play him like second round you know because yeah, he's not i mean yeah he, I, I agree like, like yeah i agree like i i was i wanted to hit rinky but like i think he was like 15 to 1 which is like way too small of a price for me to start a tournament to hit rinky especially given he had like a reasonably difficult first round opponent like how was he 15 to 1 and thompson was 22 to 1 i don't I know i really don't understand that like I, I don't. I don't understand the Rinky love. I don't understand why Rinky came out as a big favorite against Evans. Like I didn't bet yeah. it just because I have zero faith in. I, I love having both here because I could very, very easily see a Thompson versus Shevchenko final here. I could too. I could like, too. I, I mean, just like you know, sitting pretty there. But yeah, I could too. I could see that now that Shevchenko got past Etch. Like, I. I mean, the bottom half is certainly tougher. There's no doubt about it. But like. There's no guy that's not beatable there. I agree. So, all right, let's go through the uh, individual matches here. So, yeah, uh, let's uh, see. Adelaide. Well, Auckland is not Adelaide. Yeah, I know. All right. Oh, so we got Hoffman Sonigo. Do you have any bet in that match? No, like I don't know, man. I, I think this is Sonigo's first match of the season. Um, he was like a two game favorite. I think that's about right. No, Sonigo played uh United Cup. Oh, that's right. He did. He did. You're right. Yeah. He's not a two game favorite. Um, I think to start this match, I think that was about right. Two to two and a half, I think was about right for Sonigo. Like he's just so up and down. It's hard to make him like a four game favorite against anybody. But Hoffman is like, I just don't like Hoffman on fast, hard course, man. He's getting, he's just like, he's yeah. so slow. He is. He is. <laughs> I mean that. Uh, the, I have the no tie break in this match at even money. I, I think that's a great pick too. I, I couldn't. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't see that line. I don't think Bovada had it. Where'd you? Where'd you get that yeah. line? Uh, I was Bet US. Bet like, US had that. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I thought that was a great bet. I 100 percent would. Have, I, sh I should have had you uh, throw some money down on that for me because okay. I thought that was a great bet. Yeah, I, I well, just, one of the better bets of the day, to be honest. Like, it's even money. It's not juiced either. And I, I just think like the market thinks that these guys are all they're big servers or you're aggressive players. Like well, I think it's more Hoffman, right? It's like Hoffman, the only thing can do is serve. Yeah, on quick hard courts, yes. And then Sonigo is so erratic, right? So it's like he Well can, that, that's that's why I like to play a lot, man. Is because Sonigo is so erratic that like yeah. he I feel like he's either gonna like he's either gonna play well and get a break or he's gonna give away a break away. Like well, meanwhile it's two all, so it might go south. I mean, you, you got a long way to go still there, right? Like, True. those are courtesy holes. True. Uh, Lechka and Walton. I think we're both on the Walton money line here, right? At plus 225. Yeah, I just, I'm I'm a little, I mean, I've, I've started to become a fade on Lechka. I'm like, yep. I like, I like Walton here at 225. Like, I don't, I don't, I think, I think Lechka is going to win, but mm -hmm. I, I like Walton at 225. I do. I think it's a great price play. Um, not enough to make it a GBM play just because it's like, you know. Well, I don't think there's a ton of value here. Like, I don't, I wouldn't do it anything really less than like two to one or, or like, you know. Yeah. Like, 
Because, like, Lechka's still the better player by a, a lot. Like, he's a much better tennis but player. But Lechka's another guy. So, like, he's very hit or miss. Like, he could be amazing, but he could also be just absolutely horrible. It also feels like he's struggling a little bit with confidence lately and struggling yeah. to close out matches. He's struggling to close out matches. And if things go south, things go really south. Like, there's a list yeah. of guys that that happens with, and he's one of them. And he, he might he might actually top that list. Oh, he doesn't top the list. Eh, he doesn't top the list, but he's pretty high up there. I, I don't like what I saw the last six months. Like, I agree with that. I agree with that, and I agree with the overall take, but I wouldn't say he's yeah. at the top of the list. Of the list. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. But I, I don't know. There's been plenty of times where I've seen him lose a, a close first set and just go away. Yeah, yeah. So it happened against Fritz in Cincinnati, and I know it's happened a couple other times. So, um, I don't know. I I like. I mean, it's a lovely loss. He lost to Schwartzman, a few, and that was a better playing Schwartzman. We lost to Schwartzman a few months back. Yeah, it's not good. Not good. Yeah, on a quick hard court in Shanghai. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so I, I. I mean, Walton. What he qualified here? Yeah, Plus yeah. I mean, no, he's at home. Well, he's have here. the motivation, right? Like Lechko also had quarterfinal points at the Australian Open, so that might be in the back of his mind. Like, I want to get my ass over there, you know, um, get acclimated with those conditions. Like that could be weighing on him. So, I think there, this is a good play in a lot of reasons. So, and it's plus two twenty five. It's going up. So, yeah, I mean two twenty to two twenty five. There's no cents. way I want to back Lechko in any way here. Yeah. Right. So uh next match, James McCabe and, and Bublik. I I this is a total stay away. I'm I'm staying away from most Bublik matches this year. Like, and I'm a high volume guy, but like I've got I've gone from McCabe here on the money line at 220. It's another one where like it's a pure price play. Like Bublik may want to be here to win a match, but like I could easily see like if this starts to turn south, like you want to talk about guys that if it turns south, they can go south. <laughs> like that's a guy. Like, don't give me the hatch kid. Give me Bublik. Like, <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair. You got me there. Um. Okay. And All especially right. like, like I don't know, like the I don't I don't know how good the payout is here. Like, I'm trying to look and see, trying to look up and see if the the tournament PDFs list the payouts, and I think that's relevant for Bublik because he's clearly like a financially motivated guy. The winner, you if you win this tournament, you only get a hundred k. So Bublik is like, eh. Screw that. I mean, he's gonna win this tournament to get that hundred K. He's not winning. He talked about he talked about how the goal is to survive in these conditions, not even win. So like he's not winning, he's not winning Thursday, Friday when it's hot. Like, you know, like so he so could like, make my salary in a week. And I mean, okay, if he makes the semis, he gets 35k. Like for Bublik, that's not amazing. Like he can go find that in other places. Like he spends that in the club for one in one night. He probably does. Right. He probably does. <laughs> oh man. All he right. might have he might he might have a long FIFA session tonight. He might have he might have a good I don't know what the FIFA tournament schedule looks like tonight. Like that could be, That's you know. True. That's true. Good point. All right, enough on that match. I'm I'm just staying away because but I'm I, on the cave money line. Again, it's a price play. I wouldn't take it at much better than at much worse yeah. than this, but it, I McCabe is a nice game for the Australian courts. You know, he's a he's a decent quick court player. Um, the under in Bublik matches is always a good look, especially when you see twenty two and a half or higher. Like, right? Like if he doesn't he's a double edged sword though, because like 
It is the dumb. problem is like he also plays a decent number. Like like if he decides he doesn't care, you could easily end up with tie breaks. And if, if he, he does care, like he's a better returner than people give him credit for. Oh, hundred percent, a hundred percent agree with that. Like a hundred percent, he's a much better. He's a much better tennis player. Yeah. Then people give him credit for, but it's just that like you don't know which Bublik is going to show up. Like if he cared all the time, I mean he would be a top fifteen player probably because like yeah, I think top. 15, I don't think he's that good, but I think definitely top twenty. I mean he has one of the best like just pure racket talent out there. Maybe even top ten. Like he top might 10? be borderline top yeah. ten. Like just I don't know. Like, like he, in pure like what he does with the tennis ball, like with the hands. But like guys like 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 the bottom of the, of the top ten is like Rune Fritz. You know. I mean, he's better than that Fritz level, like racket he, talent. What? He's way better than Fritz in terms of pure racket talent. Fritz might be a better ball striker, though. But yeah, I I get you. I get you. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's 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 almost a shame that Bublik doesn't like give that full effort because like I actually think you can make the argument that Bublik might be a more about quote unquote wasted talent than like Curios. You know? Oh, I I I way agree. I way agree. Oh, yeah. Especially now that Kyrgios has made a Wimbledon final. Right. Right. Like. Yeah. I mean, we saw what what Bublik, like, he cared for a tournament and he won Halle. Like. Oh, we, we saw the grass, the whole grass season. We saw how how good Bublik can be. I mean, he almost beat Rublev in that quarter. Like, he, he was playing like a top five, top ten player last year on the grass. He was. He was. I just, in a, in a hot, in a hot, I mean. And he he may win this match. He probably will win this match. But I'm I mean, this is not a tournament for Bublik. No, no, absolutely not. I, I totally agree on that that front. Uh, Rinky Dan Evans. We talked about this, and I I think it's the right price, honestly, at pure pick'em. Rinky uh, opened up a favorite. I, I just had it, no. I don't understand why Rinky and Rinky opened up. I think a pretty sizable favorite. I want to say it was it, like minus one forty. Something like that. Yeah, like he opened up like a sizable favorite and might have been higher, man. I mean, it was like I was I it yeah, it I didn't understand. I mean, Evans is the better player by far. It's not even close. Like if real Dan Evans shows up here, like real Dan Evans won Washington last year. That's a 500 event. Well, I think that the the wins last week against Machak and against Kokonakis have kind of um, supported the Rinky hype and kind of given him some extra like. I I, I get I get it, but that's that's, that's a hell of a lot of extra. I mean, that, that's I, a hell of a lot of extra to get to get to a guy who's been a pretty much perennial top twenty player. Yeah, I don't know where Evans' ranking is now because he kind of had a bad year last year. But like, I'm, I want. I mean, he's I'm, like I'm looking this like up. in the mid 30s or low 40s. Like he's at 40. He's at 40. But for a guy who was near the top 20, and I think like on a hard court, like I mean, there's like during the summer last year, during that stretch of August, he he was. I mean. Washington, he took a set off of Alcaraz at the U.S. Open. Yeah. Like, like his, I mean, this is a guy who's got, like, top 20 skills. Yeah, and all, very, like, well-rounded player, good tactical I think, player. Didn't, did he like, beat Dimitrov in Washington? He did, I believe, yeah. Yeah, like... <laughs> yeah, good wins. And then I think he beat Greeksborn in the final, right? Yeah. Like, 
No, he had an amazing run. Um, I mean, Ranky's ceiling is really like top sixty, right? Like, like at best. I mean, his best. ball is just—he just doesn't—he doesn't hit a good enough ball. Yeah, like he does some funky stuff. He hits like that flat, funky like cross court forehand. Yeah, but he just doesn't do enough on a like on a ball to ball basis. Like, like his standard just cross court. I have to hit a normal cross court rally ball here. Not a winner, but I just have to like hit a good. It's crappy for an ATP player. Yeah. Well, you know what? I'm just hitting the Dan Evans money line. I'm I'm gonna. I'm I don't gonna... think that's terrible. Like at pick, like pick. gun to head, I'd probably like pick Evans, but I, I want no part of this. Like it's, it's just like because so we just talked we just talked up Evans for five minutes, but like yeah. there's also a massive downside. I have the over on the as well. I mean, I I don't know. I... I again, it's a bet that like based on their tennis games, it's not bad, but like. You know, I don't which, really which, feel yeah. like Evans is like he's not like a boobalik per se. Where no, he's, he's not a clown during the match. It's more just yeah. like, is he going to play well or not? You know, like it's yeah. more than just like his like level of play can vary a lot. It's not so much that he's a clown. Yeah, his floor is very low, but his ceiling yeah. is, is really high, and it's not because yeah. it's our flashy game. It's just like very, very unconventional, and like he could be very smart tactically. So I yeah. I get it. Like, and if he plays that smart tactical match, like Rinky has no answer here. Agreed. Agreed. So, yeah. All right. Last match here: Ketchmanovic against Draper. Uh, Ketchmanovic is a plus one ninety five dog. Draper is minus two forty. Um, Draper is a three and a half game favorite. Over under is twenty two and a half. I kind of like. Well, first of all, I want to see when this match is played. Because if this match is played during the day and really hot conditions, I really like the uh, the under. Well, it's not. I don't think uh, tomorrow's not hot. Tomorrow is eighty two degrees is the high. Okay, it's not that bad. But for these guys, like sixty degrees is hot. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. So is the schedule out? No, I don't think I don't so. Think, I think yeah. they released the schedule early in the morning yeah but i don't know i i i feel like draper is slightly overvalued here like they played in davis cup i know it's different conditions when that great britain serbia tie and i think it was really i think Kechmanovic won like six and six yeah right and Kechmanovic played well um let me see one one yeah six and six and we're in uh davis cup um yeah i i don't know um i think three and a half is a lot like i'd probably go to plus three and a half like gun to head. Cause I think that that's a pretty high spread for, for these two guys. Like, like Draper had a really good performance against bias, but he's, is he really that great? Like. So, yeah. So Draper has about, it has 30 wins since August, okay, which yeah, is why people like him. Right. What? He's had a decent run. 
I agree. But here's the wins. And it's going to take a while to read them off, but here's the wins. <laughs> Leo Noguchi, Tyson Kwiatkowski, Nuno Borges, Radu Albot, a sick Hubie Hercatch. That was like when Hubie was like yeah. on the court. Like he had no chance that day. Which event was that? US Open. Oh, when he straight yeah. said Hubie, but he, that, was, that was not real yeah. Hubie. I remember that. Yep. Emo, Kokonakis, Radu Albot, Tristan Lamassine, Brower, Van Ash, Mensik, Prismich, Utah Shimizu, Rodionov, Francesco Maestrelli, Vavasori, Billy Harris, Nakashima, Goffan, Martyr, Muzetti on, on hard, Chem Ilkel, Stroof in November, and Baez on hard. Like, which of those yeah. wins is even top 50? Nothing. It's That's just like win collecting. Yeah, it is. And then his losses are, uh, in that time span, are Cezal in Winnipeg, which is not a good loss. Um, Rublev at the U.S. Open, which he played well that match, four sets. Makach. Everyone played four sets against Rublev. Yeah. yeah. Even Brindernek did. So, like, yeah. that, that doesn't tell me much. Makach, Demonor, Manorino, and Kachmanovich at Davis Cup. Like, I think Draper is really overvalued here. I agree. Like he's just beating, like he's just beating schmucks. And because he's a big name and a big talent, like Th this is not... he should be a favorite here, but I think this price is way off. Draper gets the Corda treatment in Britain. I feel like, like he, he does. People well, want, a similar people guy, want right? Corda like... to be well because of his smooth game. And the same thing with Draper. They want him to be good because like he has talent, like he's a lefty. He's like, well, you know, it's, it's talent. He's like you could, yeah. like it, it's a, it's a country that starved for a champion. I mean, champion, they had Murray, yeah. but Murray was a Scot. Um, right. But like, it's a country that starved for you know that, that that stars for tennis champions. And I just, yeah, I just don't like. Yeah. He, he's not showing me. This is for, no. this for me is a three unit play. I've split my unit Whoa. three ways, but it's a three unit play. I've gone. It's my first three-unit play of the year. Okay. <laughs> I've gone Kachmanovich on the money line. Wow. Okay. I've gone the over twenty-two, okay. the over twenty-two and a half, and the over nine and a half in the first set at minus one thirty. So I've split it oh, three ways. Three ways. Okay. But so, I just think I think this is a close match, man. Or well, let me put it this way: I think it's closer than the book suggests. Like I think, like I think Draper should be a favorite, but I don't. This this price to me seems pretty yeah, fun. I can't go catch Monovic on the money line just because of the fitness concerns and like I don't know when this match is going to be played, so I can't go there. Um, I agree with you on the overs, or if you want to take plus the games with catch Monovic, um, I prefer the over actually because the plus three and a half is juiced at minus one twenty five. So I'll, I'll the three and a half scares me because again the fitness piece, right? Like the bottom. Yeah. I mean, on either guy, the bottom could fall out. Right. Like right. so. I, I'm going to tail you on the over 22 and a half here, but not the others. Is that a GBM play? We got, let, let's see when the match is being played. If it's at okay. a hundred percent, if it's during the day, I can't go there. Okay. Because like, if it's during the day, I actually lean under if it's during night and cooler conditions. Yeah. I, I just don't think like 82 degrees and not super humid. I don't think is a killer. For, I, I get it. Both these guys were out of shape. But I think they can make it through two sets. Yeah, third set there could be problems, but it, but it, 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 but you don't. But by, by then you you've got your over clinched. 
Yeah, I, I can't make a GBM because, like, it's too condition-based. You know? I hear you. I hear so, you. But, and then over nine and a half is just too juiced. I just, I just prefer the over. But I'm going to lay off until I see when it's being When it's played? played. When the schedule is. That, that yeah. matters to me. Because, like, 82 for these guys is hot. I'm I lucky. hear you. <laughs> like, it's a little bit. I mean, it's... <sighs> It's not crazy humid. I don't know. It's it's but I hear your point. I like the over 12 and a half for Draper too at minus 130. Yeah, I do too. I, I think that's a like, good play also. I, it's juiced, but it's like I can't see Draper winning like three and three. You know the like, only problem I have with the over 12 and a half here for Draper. Yeah. Or really for either guy, is like I hear you on the fitness concerns. I think they got enough to get through two sets, but do they have enough to get through three? Urgh. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like, cause like, you know, you like, I could see that 12, like I could see you getting like the, the angry, like the angry uh, results on the 12 and a half where it's like four, six, six, four, two, six. And you get exactly 12. What about the three set line though? Plus one forty. Because like then you don't it doesn't matter what happens in the third set it just has to get there. Yeah, I think that's a good look too. That's probably where I would go here, because like I could see like six two two six. Yeah. Right. Like. Yeah, I, I there's a lot of potential plays here. I just can't go catch Monovic money line. Like I agree with you that Draper's too overvalued, but like. I just can't trust Kachmanovic. Like, I trusted him against Tiafo, who's been really bad. Like, if you look back to last week, you know, and, like, you said, I, I played Kachmanovic against Tiafo, like, that wasn't such a bad play with how bad Tiafo's looked, honestly. I just can't see, I, I just can't for the life of me see why, like, this line is where it is. I mean, I, I can see why, but I think Draper's being entirely overvalued. I I agree with that. Like the fact that he couldn't beat Monterino in a third set. Yeah. In that in the finals of that indoor, you know, that that indoor match. Um, and, and I think it was Sophia. I can't remember which tournament. But the fact that he couldn't win that tournament was uh yeah. Wasn't that Corda? No. No, he played didn't he play Manorino in a final draper? Yeah, the last match of the, the last time of the season because I had a bet. Oh. I had a futures on Draper to win a tournament during the oh, season. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. You're I right. came so close to stealing it at the end. Like, it he, like, he almost won the Corda couldn't beat Monterino either. Corda's different. Well, Corda's the same issues. Yeah, he does have. <laughs> like it's, it's actually kind of the same player. They Draper are. Just isn't as established, but it's kind of the same yeah. player. I think they're similar ages. Yeah, aren't right. they? Who? What what Draper and Corda? Yeah. Similar, yeah. Corda's twenty uh Draper's twenty-two and Corda is twenty-three. And Corda that happened, I think, in Astana when he couldn't close out Monterino. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, similar players. It's very true. And similar way they're they're valued by the books. Right? Yeah. Like, overvalued yeah. in kind of ways because like people want them to be good and think they're good, but they're actually not. 
right? I mean, they're good. I'm not. I'm not saying it that way. I'm just saying like it's relevant. weird because like, like I think they're both good at tennis. Yeah, but they're not particularly good at winning. <laughs> like, like i don't know if you have like a tennis if you have like tennis challenges like if you have like uts like if uts like if it's kind of like the different goofy stuff to do at uts yeah like if that became like so like like if you have like a tennis version of like the dunk contest in basketball or the, like the skills challenge yeah. dunk and three-point contest yeah. they these do guys would good. own that right but like <laughs> fortunately tennis is not judged that way <laughs> there's no judge of a scorecard to the end of the match no, yeah, like yeah. A, like yeah. bonus games well, like... if, if they had a dunk contest for these guys i would give them a four <laughs> right now <laughs> just out of pure hatred <laughs> just out of pure hatred and how many bets they screwed for us <laughs> uh all right let's move on to uh new zealand um so i guess i'll throw it out there uh first i have no futures here I didn't like anything. Um, I didn't like Nori because I just, I I get it. He grew up in New Zealand. He likes these conditions, but like he hasn't shown me enough to. So he was better at United Cup. Better at United Cup, but like that was a rusty match for Demonor. Like I watched, I woke up and watched that match and like Demonor came out kind of rusty. Like he needed that match to get his form together. Like he didn't play well. I, I, I get that Demonor had a great week, but he did not play well in that particular match. So I'm not like giving Nori like, you know, an A grade for that win per se, you know? Um, yeah. I, I also I... think coming into last year's Adelaide or Auckland tournament, I thought that he was in much better form than what he is coming into this tournament. So I would have needed plus 800 or 10 to 1 to hit that. I just and then like his draw is like I think VDZ is like undervalued now, like because like he was so bad last year, but I think he's in for a slight resurgence. Um I mean I don't like FAA necessarily, but like you know, he's there, Arthur Feast is there. So I I just didn't like it enough. I need a ten to one on him. Shelton can't can't go with him just because like he has quarterfinal points to defend at the Australian Open. Like he's gonna Plus I feel like he's a guy who like like I feel like his dad was a pro player and I feel like they understand the point system very they well. They do. They do. I mean he he kind of makes a good schedule to be honest. Like even though he was really bad in like parts of the year, like he finished the year in the top fifteen because like he did well when it mattered. You know, like and also the other thing that would scare me about Shelton here is that he's um like he plays a ton of tie breaks to start with. He does. He does. And I think these courts are playing a little quicker this year. At least they were in the beginning. Well, last year they played them indoors pretty much because of the rain. Right. There's no. There's no rain. And there's pretty much no wind this year. It's a little bit odd yeah. for that this tournament. Like usually they play on that goofy indoor court, but they really haven't been doing that this year. It's been. Pre- it's pretty much going to be all outdoors. Right. Um, right. Yeah. This the worst. The wor- That might be the worst court on the ATP tour. It is. It probably was. I mean, it literally looks like when we play at Chester Tennis Club. <laughs> and there's like a you like there's a wall you gotta worry about like i gotta worry about manny slicer into the wall like yeah i mean there's a ton of rain in new zealand usually so like that indoor but this week there hasn't been yeah yeah but i i can't back shelton to win this event to be honest and then um i like what i'm seeing from offner 
uh, but I like I can't back him to win the event. Yeah, and I don't think the price on. Yeah, I get you. Wasn't good enough. And then Dolo, I mean, like, eh, like I can't get behind Dolo on a fast hardcore. Well, you and I, you and I debated no. this, but I can't. I mean, I get your pick of Purcell, like just by default, because we twenty eight to one. I think I think guys, it was, it was, to one. It was either twenty eight or thirty three. It was a huge price. It was a huge number, but the reason why I couldn't is just because, like, Purcell, first of all, has never been to an ATP final, let alone win an event, uh, ATP tournament, and. I don't know. I I just yeah. I, I mean, like, but but who in this half has besides Shelton and Dolo? Like, you 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 are you betting on Shelton or Dolo? No. I mean, you know what? Come to think of it, it's 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 the best play on the board for sure. Like, I don't think it's gonna happen. Like, I like obviously right, but it's twenty eight to yeah. one. I mean the the. Panu was basically a walking by. Um, but if Shelton gets there, like, I I, I don't see Purcell winning. Like, oh, if... I mean, maybe. I don't know. I mean, maybe. If he can claw together enough service holds and win some big points in tie breaks. Yeah. I mean, I get it, right? But the reason he's 28 to 1. And like the other thing is, if I get him to the semis, I could start hedging out, even against Shelton. Good, you could. Yeah, um, I, I, I think it's the best play on the board for sure. Like he, he's got a pretty good chance against Taro. I mean, he's in the. He has a good draw, to be honest. Taro Daniel, and then. Well, that's the thing. Like, I actually think he's the favorite out of that quarter. Yeah. Offner has been serving really well. I don't know if you've you've noticed. Um, but he had he's been playing. I mean, he's really picked up his game on the faster surfaces. I agree. Yes. And his serve really improved. He he had 21 aces against RBA. That's uh, pretty crazy. That's a lot of aces for him. It's a lot of aces. And like he's playing more aggressively. I mean, I, I don't take much into the shop of all of win, but like brushed him aside. Um, made the semis. I mean, he had he was a setup against Rusavori, you know, set away from the final. So yeah. It's a good week. Like, I don't know. He's a sneaky play here. I agree. Um, but it, it's just nothing was good enough for me. Like FAA, I got to see it to believe it. I, I can't back him here. I mean, Arthur Feast is always a good play, but I still think he's better on slower courts, like slower clay. Yeah, I still think he needs some more work on the on the faster courts, and his swings are too big. So like. I don't know. Plus he's getting to the point where he might start, you know, like I'm, I'm getting to that top 30, top 20 level. Like, you know, I want to start thinking about bigger events, you know, that might be kind of in the back of his mind. So I, I, and I don't think the price was good enough. I think it was like 10 to one or something. It was eight twenty ten. Yeah. I, I didn't want to play fees to here. One. So, um, so there, there I mean, was nothing here. There was absolutely nothing here that I, I, I really like truly. Yeah, liked. I'm on, I was on the Nori at six and a half. Like, I get it. He's choked a lot here, but like, uh, I first of all, I bet the Van Ash money line against Wolf. Wolf had good some play, goofy play. black thing. I th- I, it's either tape or a brace or something on his ankle. Wolf? Yeah. Like, I don't know if he's just playing terrible or if he's not healthy. He's playing badly. But I'm not sure if it's. Okay, so you, you don't think it has anything to do with injury? He's got something on his ankle. I don't know what that is. 
but he's got some black thing on his ankle. It's like, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, he was playing so badly, just spraying every ball. Like, I mean, it seemed more technical and mechanical than than movement. But if you, but if you can't, if you, <clears throat> if you don't feel confident in your body to move properly, that will happen. The balls were hit to him, and he would still spray him long. You still got to get around the ball. You still got to get around the ball, and like if you're not exploding properly into your shots, like I don't know. I, I okay. I mean, I don't know. I'm not saying he is or isn't. You know, I'm just saying that I just noticed that. Like I don't, you know. Oh, cause I don't think he. I don't think he had it last year. So um um yeah maybe. Yeah. I I think it's more just he's just playing terribly. Like I don't think he would show up for this event if he was like injured, per se. Like he yeah, has fourth probably. round points. He has fourth round points to defend at the Australian Open. You're like, probably right. Like you're why would he right. come here? Like it, it's also not in Australia. Like it just makes no sense. You know. But back to Nori. Yeah. I love Nori's matchup versus Van Ash. Like Van Ash is just the worst Nori. Okay. Well, like Van Ash isn't winning that. VDZ and, and Tabilo. I don't know, man. Like, I, I get your point. Like, I don't. I get your point on VDZ. It's a little bit of a scary match, but I think Nori should win. Um, semi that other quarter is is weak, right? I mean, I'm not. I'm not buying into FAA yet. FA is a little scary. Nobody else is. Actually, this this is actually kind of a scary quarter. I mean, fees would be scary too. I would love if Nuno Bordas advanced. Um, mm-hmm. and I don't think it's completely unrealistic. And then the top half, like, unless it's Shelton, there's nobody else here that who's that scary to me. Like yeah, the I, only I guy in this tournament that Nori shouldn't beat is Shelton. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I just don't see Shelton wanting to vulture this 250. He's gonna look to play Marjan and maybe. Look so that, that's my Paul. point. So. I agree with you, Manny. So in that case, the Nori should beat all of his opponents. I I disagree. I don't. I think VDZ and Nori. I think that's going to be a pick them, and I'd probably pick VDZ if he was a dog. Um, okay. I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure VDZ yeah. would be a dog. And if I'm not Fies, saying VDZ has no chance there. And if Fees like plays well against Gasquet and Borges and potentially FAA, and he gets there. Like that's t- that's really tough, and like I, with FAA, that you know, like he has that top ten talent, right? So like, if you see a good level from him, which we don't know, right? Like, I mean, I do think that that's a tough matchup for him against Nori, just because Nori gets a lot of balls back, and he has that rally tolerance going for him, where FAA struggles with that. But like, the top end talent is so much better for FAA, so. Yeah. So FAA, if he's playing well, is scary. And Shelton, if he if he's looking to win this event, is scary. But other than that, like, I I don't know, man. I, I just I, don't I, trust, I just don't trust Nori enough to, like, I actually think the Van Ash match is is a little bit scary, honestly. I mean, okay, so it, it's literally, yeah. I mean, that it's just then that, that's just a fundamental, and it's it's fine. It's just a fundamental disagreement. I mean, on on if we believe yeah. in Cam Nori. Yeah, I'm buying into the narrative that like last year was just a bad. I mean, I don't think he's like all the way back, but I think he's like most of the way back. I, I just don't think you should be taking too much stock into the Demonor win just because like Demonor actually played a poor match. Okay. Um, 
And then if you look at the other... I mean, he lost to Fritz Form 4. Yeah, which is I don't think is a good loss considering, like, I, I don't... Fritz is I actually think not two matches. up to par. Yeah. Like... I don't know. I mean, I you can't really read too much into those two matches to to me, to me. But it's tough because I I hear you on one end. On the other end, you there is like a good career backing, right? Like he did still finish in the top twenty last year. He mm-hmm. looked awful after the Golden Swing, but was he just like? Did he just need like six months? Like does like the does the off season just help him to get back into? To form, you know, like, I, I hear you. It's really tough, these early season tournaments, right? Because of that, like, like what, yeah. like, what are you going to, like, like you, you're going to base it on the back hat, but on the last three months of, like, like, like I get it, two matches is a small sample, but you're going to base it on the last three months of, of last well, he year. he may just not be, like, he may have been fatigued after Golden Swing, which was a reason for his decline. That's a viable narrative. I... I don't know. I just need 10 to one just because of like, I hear you. I hear you. Like it's I not have the, the eye test to back back up, you know, play here. Plus I think his draw is actually moderately tough. Yeah. I mean, I don't think Van Ash is very scary. I, I agree with you after I, that. It's not that easy. Yeah. But I, I agree with you. If there was a guy to play, it's Purcell. If yeah, the- I like Purcell. Yeah. Yeah. That we'll agree with. Yeah. All right, let's go over uh, individual matches here. Uh, let's see what we got. All right, so we got five matches to talk about. Ooh, Arthur Feast and Gasquet are underway. I have the Feast uh, minus three and a half there. Uh, looking decent. I, I just think Gasquet's father time has has approached the guy. I found a money line right when this came out. Yeah, I, I just happened to be looking at my matches right when this came out, and the only thing that was about was money lines at this point. And I got a fees money line at minus one eighty five. Woohoo! Which is amazing. That is amazing. And I jumped on that, so I don't have any other play because that's where I put my money. Um, okay. I completely agree with you on the on the the tennis though, and like, but like minus one eighty five equates to like two and a half three game spread, and to me that was like. Like, I actually think Gasquet is a guy that you can look at, like, recent results last year and kind of judge this year's performance on it just because, like, he's paid his dues on the tour, right? So. Yeah, I guess the only I don't question think he, like, is. Has a has a ceiling anymore, you know? I agree. Like he was losing to uh, he was he lost like three and two to Nakashima in a challenger last year, like in November. Like that's terrible. I completely agree. I I, I agree. Like your overall take on Gas K, I agree. The only thing I would say against that is like if he like if he's gonna make a run, this would be the time. He's the defending champion here. Yes, he is. Just crazy. And isn't his ranking like outside the top hundred now, or close to? It? He's like seventy or eighty or yeah, something. Yeah, it's actually a big, big week for him. Like he needs this week to, to potentially he stay does. on the tour. Now he'll get plenty of wild cards. There's so many events in France. Yeah, but like this may be the last run for for Gasquet. Yeah, I agree. I agree. 
But I just think like the level of tennis and the 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 firepower edge and just like the oh, and I think it's a terrible matchup for Gasquet. It's terrible. Like I, I I thought the spread should have been four and a half or five, and I I thought at three and a half, I'm just going to jump all over it. So, you know, yeah, I think maybe four four and a half. I, I don't. I mean, yeah, actually, the two zero line was minus one ten, which I I liked as well. Yeah, I, I agree. I yeah. agree. All right, uh, Altmeyer and FAA. Um, that match is uh, tomorrow. Um, I know that um, guys on the Discord uh, uh, tidbits, in in particular, was over the FAA minus three. I I can't see the logic for that, to be honest. Um, I gotta see FAA before I back him in any capacity. Um, I'm actually leaning Altmeyer plus two ten. I think that that's getting to the price where it's it, it it's worth a stab uh just because of like altmeyer's competitiveness like you know he's gonna make balls i you know fa's rally tolerance is, is a question mark he didn't play united cup because like there was something wrong with him some some health concern i, I don't know what that was about um so that that's another reason i'm, I'm leaning altmeyer money line maybe a half unit play on that are, are you in line I'm completely staying away. I, Altmaier's not a guy I like to back on fast courts. So I'm still, but I agree. I, I, I don't want to back either of these guys. I have no idea what to do, but, but also this match isn't really a match where I want to play the over or the under because like, I don't know the man. There's like, like, like if, if FA is playing like normal FA, this could easily go over because FA yeah. could have a hard time breaking and right. winning any rallies, but he could just serve like really well. If, 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 like, but either of these guys can play like really poorly. Like, it's just, it's just, yeah. a, I think it's a complete mess, man. Like, I have no interest in playing this match at all. Fair. I mean, it's a very interesting match in terms of like yeah, from a tennis perspective is. to see how FAA does, but I don't want to bet on it. Yeah. I hear you. I, I think for me, it's just a pure price play. The fact that I'm seeing plus 210, like, I really don't think what FAA showed last year, he should be minus 260 against like any top 50. Top seventy guy, to be honest. I just don't think Olmeyer is top seventy on a fast. Like, I, if, if I thought Olmeyer was top hundred on a fast court, so if that if that line was on clay, you'd play that. Oh, I'd be all over Olmeyer if the line was on clay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Plus three at minus one hundred five and unjuice plus three is not bad either. In a way, just because like FA struggles on serve. It's or, just it's just the top end for FA is so like if FA is playing halfway decent, he just dominates. There. All right, Sarindolo and Muller. Uh, Dolo's a minus one forty favorite, minus, uh, two two game favorite as well. Uh, Muller is uh, plus one fifteen on the money line, over under of twenty two. Um, I kind of like Dolo in this spot. Like minus one forty is pretty short for for him. Gun to head, yes, but I'm not playing it, man. Like Dolo on a on a fast hard is so bad. Like you and I disagree here, but I think on a fast hard, Dolo's really not very good at all. Like, didn't he get like smoked pretty good by RVA last week? It was three and five. He wasn't getting smoked, but like the second set wasn't very yeah, good. Yeah, it wasn't good. And that's RVA who's really struggling. Like I who lost to R who lost to Baena bad today. Yeah, I still didn't think that that was a good play to play Sarindolo in that match. Yeah. I mean, so I will say like, like to back you on the surrender low piece, I do think this is a good matchup for him. It is like Mueller's not going to blow him off the court. Right. He should have an opportunity to crack that forehand plenty. Um, yeah. 
I'm tempted yeah. to I'm tempted to play Dolo two zero here. Okay. Because I think that should be some pretty good plus money. Ooh, at plus one sixty five. That's tempting just because of the matchup. Um, but Dolo can give away sets though. Like he can he can go away and then you know like he gets it back, but like he can go awry for for periods of he can. Time. But I don't I don't know. I mean it's it's. It's 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 a good price play know. though. That's that's a decent price on that. Yeah. To think about it. But yeah, I I, 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 back I might play Dolo. Um, but I mean, like, like based on the skill levels of these guys, I think it's a good line. It's just a matter of is the matchup good enough for Dolo to be worth it? Yeah. All right, next match is uh, Shelton and Marjan. I, I re- this is a very, very interesting match, actually. Um, because these guys both have extremely high upsides. Extremely high upsides. Yeah, uh, yeah. Shelton is a three-game favorite, uh, minus 260 on the money line. Marjan is plus 210, over under 23. So this, for me, is a three-unit play. Um, I got Marajan plus three. I got Marajan on the money line. And I have the over ten and a half in the first set. I hear you. I am not on any of those. Uh, I'm I'm staying away here. Um, I think that it's the issue I have here is. So against most guys, right? If Marajan comes out and plays his best. Mm-hmm. He's winning. I don't think that's yeah. true in this matchup, right? Like, right. like if Marzon plays his best, Shelton could outplay him. Um. So yeah, like I, I don't, I think like, and Marzon's bottom end is really bad. It's it's well below it's really Shelton's bad, bottom. really really bad. And so like, so I don't really know that I love like. I flirted with the money line here, but I just think Shelton is. Um, I think I mean Shel- I, I talked about it, talked about it on the last pod or on the pre- one of the pods. Like yeah. Shelton's, uh, he's playing better on the return. I'm not saying he's gotten to a point where he's a good returner yet, but he's he's getting close to average. Mm-hmm. I, I think given that combination, I mean, like minus two sixty, I can't back Shelton. I can't lay three games here with Shelton. No. I flirted with Marzon, but I think this is pretty close to the right line. Like I get it at first glance, like when you're like Marzon plus two ten on a, a dog or pass guy at that, and like if this was like Casp, I guess like like who's a similar guy to Shelton in terms of overall skill level, but like like a like less upside. Tommy Paul. If this was Tommy Paul, I'd probably yeah. take Marzon at plus two ten because of the upside. But like Shelton could hit Marjan off the court too. Well, you're you're kind of right. I also think Marjan doesn't have the greatest return to serve. Well, also if you want to talk matchup, uh, I, I think Marjan like Shelton's a really good athlete, and Marjan like and he's really explosive. Marjan, I think I think that takes away a lot of Marjan's drop shot, which is he's one of his like really. I mean, it's everybody knows about it, but like it's one of his like weapons. 
And I think Shelton's style of play and his yeah. explosiveness. And also, his Shelton hits with a lot of way. pace. So it's like it's hard to hit drop shots off that. Well, he hits, he's, he's got he's, he hits with a lot of pace. He's super fast. He's explosive. He's good at the net. Like he's not the guy you like. He's, he's, I just don't like. So you yeah, think you like, think Marjan would rather play Alcaraz than Shelton? No, but because like Shelton's gonna give him some points. Right. I just like the the Marjan upside so too much to not take the two ten. Like if this was plus one eighty, I'd I'd lay off. But two ten is just like. It's just I hear you. like like begging me to hit it. I know? hear you. I I I can't, but I hear you. Oh. I mean, plus one sixty in the first set is not bad either, because like then you're limiting the the time in which Marjan has to reach that peak level. You know, but you know that doesn't really seem that much of a problem for him. Like he seems to be able to peak and stay pretty high for a long time. It depends on the day more than the. It depends more on the day. Right. That's what I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. Because like when he did it against Alcaraz, he sustained it for two sets. Like when he did it against Demonor in uh, Shanghai, he sustained. Yeah. Like, it depends on the day, but I mean, these guys have tremendous upside. That's that's why. Like, oh, it'll be a great match to watch, and like yeah. I see why you'd want to put a bet. I mean, like, there's a chance I would degen half a unit. Okay. This is a true okay. degen. Okay. If I like, if I'm watching this match, I, I can I can I can see myself degening on it. But like, yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, VDZ and Tabilo. Um, t- VDZ is a three game favorite minus two ten on the money line. Tabilo is plus one seventy over under twenty two and a half. I like laying games here with the VDZ at minus three. Ooh, all right. Because I've gone the other way with it. Whoa. I'm taking the games with Tabilo. Really? Okay. Actually, yeah, that, this is actually a uh, this is a two unit play for me. It's my only oh. other play here uh, for tomorrow, and I've gone. Uh, yeah, I've gone <laughs> Tabilo plus three and Tabilo on the money line. Um, okay. Tabilo is pretty good on hard, man. Like he's not like he doesn't play on hard much, but he does pretty well when he does play on it. So. When he played well on hard, it was in Indian Wells, right? Which and was, Miami, which are slower hard courts. This is pretty quick. It's but not he did quite. It's not, he did beat Gojo, who's who had been a you know a hot a hot guy who was tough. Yeah, but Gojo's hard. very very hit or miss. Yeah, and I didn't see that match. Was I get he, it. I mean, it's just like man, Tabilo seems to know how to win matches. Like, <laughs> it's not flashy like Draper and Korda. <laughs> No, it's not flashy at all, but like, and it's not an impressive list of wins. I mean, I, I can go through the list of wins. It's not impressive. Yeah. Um, Probably the best win is, and these are clay wins, but like the best ones are probably Federico, Coria, Galan, and Goyo. So they're not amazing wins, but he is 17 and two in the last two and a half months. And he won a hardcore challenge. Granted, he was in Brazil, but he did win a hardcore challenger. He did qualify here. Um, yeah, but like if VDZ serves well, like 
Tabibo's serve is not bad, I don't think, though. Yeah, he's got a decent serve. He's, he's got, got a, he's behind got in a big game. Like, Tabilo is not a great athlete. And, like, I just he's think not. quality of shots, like, unless he's, like, missing everything and just mentally completely out of it like he was last year, which I don't think we're going to get with him because I think it's a new year. I think, like, he wasn't as bad as he showed last year, you know? Yeah. If he just shows his basic level, like he's just pretty much better than Tabilo. Like to me, I'd need plus 200 or plus 210 to, to even think about Tabilo here. I, I don't know. I mean, I see what you're saying, but I just, I don't like those wins. <laughs> oh, the wins are not impressive. It, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a quantity, not a quality. Okay. But I just talked about this the other way with um with Draper. But I guess the difference is here I'm getting plus money. Okay. Like. All right, I like it though, because like it's rare that we have disagreement on the It's very, yeah. I mean, it's very I, I think this, I mean, it sounds kind of dumb. I don't like I don't think it's a particularly bad matchup for either guy. Yeah, I don't think I don't it's know, bad like, or- like that what does VDZ good. do that's particularly strong? I actually think he's an underrated mover. If he's in the mood, like I, he actually plays decent defense. Um, he has like sneaky pop on the forehand. Like the forehand is like the. I think when VDZ struggles is when he doesn't go after the forehand. When he kind of like lays off of it and does that like weird form. Yeah, I'm just trying to figure out how he's made the top, like, 40 in the world. Because he doesn't have, like... Like, okay, you just said his forehand's, yeah. like, a sneaky pop, and, like... When he has... Mover, but I don't think he's, like, a great move. I just think he's, like, a, he's, like an average no. mover. He has injection of pace, though. Like... He does have that. And I think he's right? actually a pretty smart... Like, he's, he's actually pretty smart, a pretty yeah. smart player. I don't see him do a whole lot of dumb stuff. Yeah. But he has very sneaky pace. Like he doesn't like hit the ball hard all the time, but like he knows when to inject pace. And if he yeah, puts Tabilo on I defense, like Tabilo is not a good athlete. What? Well, yeah, I know. Tabilo's not know. a good athlete, and like, yeah, I, I I don't know. I just see him like getting behind in a lot of points. Like if this was clay, I I would agree with you but not on a quickish hard court like yeah. Indian Wells too. I'd be like, oh, okay, maybe, you know, it's so hard with him because like he never plays on quick courts. Yeah. So like, I don't know, like, yeah, it's, I don't know. You may be right. I just, I love. I wouldn't go two units here, though. I, I would pick the three or the the. If you like Tabilo, I would go money line at plus one seventy. Three is not enough because like Tabilo's serve is not good enough where he he he's going to get broken in this match. Like you need like a six, breaking, yeah. you need a six and four just to push. Yeah, no, thank you. Yeah, I, if I were you, I would take if you believe in Tabilo, I would take the money line here and just go like. You know, maybe VZ has an off day and like, you know, you're getting plus 170 and like, you know, Tabilo does have wins qualified. Like I get your your narratives all make sense. It's just I think the three just doesn't make sense. Yeah, 
Yeah. And it still feels like still feel like VDC plays a lot of close matches, man. That's kind of why I like three. You know what I mean? Is 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 like the three might be better. It might not be. It might not be worth. I don't know. I got to think through the the, right. the second unit a little bit more. So VDZ so far beat Eubank six and two. Lost to Shang in three tie breaks. Beat Mochizuki. Beat oh that was last year with Arnaldi. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's two guys he should beat, and then like okay, Shang had a great week, but yeah, I mean. Yeah, there's not much this year that like tells me that VDZ is, but I I just think we're due for some positive regression with him. But yeah, I, I'm looking at these wins. I just don't see any like, oh wow, it's hard. Like the the problem with Tabilo is that like, like I think he's really good. But I hear your point. Like, he never plays on fast hard. Like, mm -hmm. like, you, like you, you, like I don't know how he does on fast court because I've never seen him play on a fast court. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> the like, why you shouldn't back him. But but we've just seen. I mean, you just beat Gojo. Yeah, but Gojo's super hit or miss too. Like, VDZ is not that hit or miss. He's hit or miss, but he's not like. You know, yeah, like just bomb the serve and bomb the forehand, and if it doesn't go in, you lose the point. Like he's not like that. That's why I call Borna Gojo Borna. Oh no, yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, because if I he know. misses, if he misses the the serve and then, or like if he makes the serve and misses the forehand, then you're done. I know. So I don't. And Tabilo is a smart tennis player. I'm not saying like he's like trash you know like he knows how to play tennis and as you said he he finds ways to win matches but this is where the talent gap kind of takes over but is it that big of a talent gap i don't know like that's that i guess that's the point is like okay if, if you're taking plus 170 on money line i get it but these alternative lines i don't like it too much yeah But I'm going with the minus three. I think I think it should be three and a half. At least three and a half or four. Okay. So. All right. That last... was fun. We actually had a disagreement for the first yeah, time like great. ever. It was great. Like, like, I, think, I think it's the first time all year we've had a, a disagreement. <laughs> like usually it's me just staying away. Yeah. Like, but agree. You know what I mean? Or, or it's usually like staying away. But this is like actually it's very funny because we've had very few overlapping plays this year. Like we can never find a GBM play. Well, when we find one, we just lose. <laughs> <laughs> but like, we really, we like never can find a play, but yet we like never disagree. Okay. Yeah. It's yeah. very weird. Like, we just, we just always betting different matches, which is funny. Well, I think the play that I regret not hitting as a GBM was that Koto play. I should have pushed it more. Yeah. That's Musetti, but, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll make a comeback at some point. I remember we started last year pretty pretty sluggishly, and then it came back. Yeah, came back. So it's it's a long year. So I'm not it panicking. Is. 
Uh, Van Ash and Nori, we, we actually might have a disagreement here too. Um, Van Ash plus 185, uh, plus three game spread. Nori's minus 225, over under 22 and a half. Um, so my line here is I'm on the over 22 and a half here. I get it. I get it. I'm not. I hear your reasoning. Um, I'm actually staying away from this on second thought. Okay. Um, I like, I think Nori will win. I, I think this line is like, like, I think that this line isn't quite far enough for Nori. Mm-hmm. I think it should probably be three and a half. But like, am I really like squabbling between a juiced three and three and a half? No. Um. Again, I just like, like, do I think Nori's like I like Van Ash a lot. He makes a lot of balls. He runs down a lot of balls. Like Good I like Van Ash, but I also like Nori. Like this is a match where I actually like both guys quite a bit. So I actually think this is a good matchup for Van Ash just because like the matches that Van Ash will have trouble are against guys with a lot of power, guys who overpower him and don't give him shots like to hit. Nori is not going to do that, right? Nori's going to give him balls to to hit. And if Van Ash is able to get a racket on the ball, he's able to get the back ball back in play. And if, if it's off the backhand side, he, he t- tends to get it back, not with a lot of pace, but with good depth and like, you know, he'll make Nori play a lot of balls. And from what I was seeing last year where Nori had trouble was actually like his biggest strength was betraying him. Like he would like spray a ton of just easy balls. Yeah, this is, this is all about Cam Nori's form. I, I think it's a pure stay away. I, I think the more I think about it, it's uh, and I, I just all about this match is all about Cam Nori's level form. enough to to get get to the over. Probably maybe three sets is actually a better play here. Just because I think so. I think if you play the over, I would play the three sets plus, at one. Yeah, three. I'll probably do the three sets just because like you can see breaks here and stuff. But like Van Ash is a damn good competitor. Like. He's a good competitor. Yeah, I mean, I was I was going to say that. I was exactly what I was going to say. He's a good competitor. Um, it's just that if Nori's playing well, Nori beats him. Like Nori's just got a way. Nori's got a way better aggressive game. Like he's got. Um, like we kind of make fun of him all the time, Nori. But like he's he's got a little bit of that RBA game where he's good at like moving you around the court. Or at least back when he was doing when he was playing better. He was better yeah. at moving people around the court. One of his greatest strengths was he could put any ball, even though he's got that goofy shot, that that goofy stroke from both sides. He can put the ball anywhere at any time. Yeah. Um, right. Like he can go, he can always go down the line or cross court from almost any position. He can, um, but what he doesn't have is that he has no injection of pace whatsoever. Right. Like, if he if he hits a forehand winner, it's going to be some kind of loopy ball because he got the opponent out of position on the previous. No, or a flatter ball, right? Or, or he can flatten right. it out. Yeah, like, or he angles it cross court. But like the backhand is actually very very low margin, and if he's if he's off, it, it becomes very problematic. You know. Yeah. But I don't know. I. Like Van Ash has like uh like he has a decent base level of play. Like he's always kind of gonna be what he is. 
right? Yeah. Unless he yeah, gets yeah. better and builds power, but like I never seen him like just play terribly, you know, like re- in the last. Uh, I, I have. I mean, I've seen him yeah. play relatively not not great, but yeah. um, yeah, he's usually pretty good. He's yeah, he's steady. Good. Like you know what you're gonna get with him. Yeah. Oh, whereas uh, like, I, I could, the problem is I could see Nori's like, like I think like if Nori's playing well, he can actually beat Van Ash by by winning the longer rallies. Because right. he can move him around more and set up more, the, and he can actually set up his offense. I just can't really trust that that's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, this is this is like well, I think we said. I mean, I think I said it at the top, right? This is all. This match is all like a test of how much you believe in Cam Nori. Three games is a lot of games, and, and like the, the the lines here are all big. Like I don't know, that's something I've kind of realized. Like betting a guy to win two zero is like it's really hard to win two zero, and it's it really is. hard to cover three games. It is. Like, it doesn't feel like it should be, but it is. I mean, I haven't had the greatest start to the year, but I, I haven't laid games, if any, very, very rare. Like, in certain aspects, like the Fees Gasquet, but, like, I, I don't know. Laying games is just so risky because, like, if the guy starts down a break in the, fir- in, like, in the first set, you're done. Your bet's done, pretty much. Right? Yeah. So... Yeah. Yeah. And I All always right. feel like 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 I always feel like laying like two games is like why bother? Because like there's right. also more vig, I think, on the on the game spreads. Yeah. It's like if you're gonna lay games, it's like why bother? Right. Right. Anyway, anything catch your eye in uh, Aussie Open qualifying before we uh sign off? Um I haven't looked a whole ton at tomorrow's lines. Um I had Brower when he was at plus one thirty over Molchon. I have that too. I have that too. Um, uh, but that line is has closed up. It's probably not as exciting at a plus. I got it plus one twenty. It's not the best, but like, Yeah. Um Poor John Melman, man. Poor John Melman. This is his Oh, I know, but he, he should kill Gianessi. He should he'll kill Gianessi. No, I mean, he can, I'm not gonna lay four games at even money. I don't but... care. Like, okay, he'll kill kill Gianessi. This is I know it's still BS that he has to play and they, the I agree. Australian Open couldn't even give him a freaking wild card. I agree. And they, and they, and they don't have that, and they really don't have like a ton of good candidates to give wild cards no. to. And I don't think like the US Open, they have so many wild they have like a wild card for the NCAA champ and the under 18 champ. I know. Some other random tournament they have they have a champion for. I don't think Australia has that. So I, I really like, think it's a crap. I like that guys. Shang like, got a wild card. Like he he deserves it, and like he's definitely a you know gonna cause some trouble like he's not a guy that someone wants to face but like Millman is more deserving based on like just career what he's done in his career like Millman made a quarterfinal of the u.s open and beat federer you know and took federer to seven six in the third in, in the fifth like at the australian open i but- i agree i i think Millman. i i could not agree more manny i think that's i think it's a ridiculous decision by the australian open i think I think there's plenty of guys who they could have replaced him with. I, I can't really remember who the wild cards are, but there's... And there's... the guy's done nothing but just battle and claw throughout his career. Like, he lacks a lot of, like... He lacks talent and, like, you know, racket talent, all this. Like, that's all valid, but, like, he's paid his dues on the tour. Like, I agree. I agree. You know, I think yeah, I think that would have been a viable retirement gift. 100%. 100%. Um, and, like, get in the main draw and play, like, on the show court. Like yeah. your last match, like he deserved that. Yeah, he deserved that. And I'm I'm not one to give like reward or praise very easily, but 
like Millman is, is a guy that I respect and a guy that deserves a nice sending off. Yeah. He's done nothing but respect the game. Like, and I, it, it pisses me off. Like when I heard that news that he has to play qualifying and that's his sending off party, like that's shitty. Really, I agree. Shitty. I agree. Um, as far as others, I, I mean, I like the Brower line. Uh, what else did I have? I think I had. Oh, my spreadsheet here. Oh, I have Lahal minus two and a half games against Grenier tomorrow. Okay. I got Mensik plus three and a half against Nakashima. So, like, Mensik beat Nakashima in a, a Canberra challenge. Yeah, that's when I got to look at for five. sure. Like, I don't feel comfortable playing the Mensik money line again just because, like, I think Nakashima might make some adjustments. But three and a half games is a lot yeah. for Nakashima, who really struggles to break. And, like, Mensik has a decent serve. Like, I don't think he could break once against uh, – he had break points, but, like, he couldn't really – yeah. make that much progression on that on uh, Mensik serve. So I, I like the plus three and a half there. Uh, Barrios Vera, Mepechi Pericard over 23 and a half. Pericard is just a pure over guy, you know? Um, so I like that. I know it's a high three and a half a lot though, but I do get yeah. it. He plays like, I, yeah. <laughs> how is Barrios Vera going to break his serve? And then like, how is Mepechi Pericard going to break Barrios Vera's serve? Like, but one break and you're screwed unless it goes three sets, which is very possible, which is very possible. So I I like that blocks uh, money line against Svajda. Like we talked a lot, a little bit about the discord. It got to a price where I was like, okay, I'll take a stab. Um, It's plus 190. I believe I got it at or 180. That's just enough. Yeah, I, I think this is that's probably about right for that matchup. I got to look through all these matches, to be honest. I hadn't looked at a lot of my. I did, had looked at Brower Molchan. I'd only looked about four or five matches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Sekulich minus one and a half against Batalia. That, that's a that, that's a play I'm tailing uh, tidbits on. We talked a little bit about it on the Discord. Um, okay. So, yeah. He has a ladder there, I think. So he's really confident in that. So I decided to tail him. Um, but yeah, that that's about it. And like a couple plays here and there, like... I don't know too much about these guys. So like, I'm not going to like post logic on it. Yeah. I'm the same way where I'm like, not. I'm a, I do a little bit of research and kind of go over their tennis abstract and just like see kind of how they've been doing. And like, you know, obviously play prices. Like it's hard for me to back favorites in, in qualities. Like it's, it's dogs or pass kind of, kind of plays. It does seem amazing how many of these matches are super tight and even matches that don't think, don't seem like they should be. Yeah. Yep. Like the only play I'm actually considering is the Medetovic minus six against Chekinato. Like I'm actually thinking about it. And, and now that it's minus six is plus one Oh five. I might take a crack at that. It's so tough though. Cause like, you said before, like one break and you're screwed. <laughs> you are, but how's checking out gonna break? <laughs> uh against Hamad? Like Hamad could just give him one for the hell of it. Yeah, and then get broken right back. Probably, yeah. 
But that's one one. I, that's not good for your minus six. I know. I know. Six is a lot. It is a lot. It is a lot. Ooh, Mensik is down to plus three. And he was plus two twenty five on the money line. Now he's plus two hundred. But the over is a good look there too. Twenty two and a half. Yeah, I can't put that one. That's that's sitting at twenty two and a half. I feel like that's the the right thing. That's to the hit. right play. That's the right play. Yeah. Yeah. Hassan against Choinsky. I mean, that Choinsky is actually not a bad look there at minus one thirty. But I prefer Koinsky on a on a yeah maybe. Lahal Lahal is a has talent. Um, he does. From, he does. Two and a half to three. Pedro. <laughs> Pedro Martinez back in the house. <laughs> oh, that last one, Sue versus Cressy, man. Ooh. Interesting. That's an interesting matchup. That I kind of like taking the over there. Either the o, like the over or the games. Hmm. I gotta think about that, but I probably lean over. I don't know if Shu has enough like athleticism to deal with the Cressy serving volley, right? Like, and he's like too small. He's a pretty good. He, he's quick though. Yeah. How are his passing shots though? Like, is he going to be able to make Cressy hit multiple volleys in difficult p- positions? And like, has Cressy, I, I didn't see much of Cressy. Like the first week of the the season, I, I, has he adjusted his service tactics, or is he still yes. doing that dumb like, you know, two first serves? I mean, he double faulted thirteen percent of ten percent of sixteen percent of points against Peniston and eleven percent against Lucas Klein. Okay, so he hasn't changed. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> All right. Good enough. Good enough. <laughs> He's never going to change. You know, a, a good bet with Cressy is like if he wins the first set, just like live bet the other guy. Because like the way he plays points, it's just like, it's just so dumb. And then like, you know, like I, I compare him to like the Dan Campbell of the tennis tour. With worse, you know, like like Dan, Dan Campbell could be like fourth and ten at, at their own twenty-five and he'll go for it. Like it's just stupid, right? Whereas Cressy, it's like it's like break point. And he just goes for this hundred thirty mile per hour per hour first serve a uh, second serve. Like it's just dumb. I don't know, man. Like so I hear why you say it. Well, we've had this debate a million times, but like yeah. he, can he win points playing normal tennis? I don't think he can. Yeah, okay. Well, Dan Campbell actually has the players where if he puts them in a position to win, they can probably do something for him. Right, like, like this I, is like this is like like this is like the equivalent of a coach who like fake punts 40% of the time because like his team is <laughs> shit and like his offense can't do it any other way, right? Like Yeah. Yeah, like did you see that Cowboys Lions game 2 weeks ago? Yes. Which I guess was- the only argument I'll make in favor of Campbell don't make any arguments in favor of Campbell. That's the dumbest <laughs> thing I've ever seen. 
Uh, no, the argument you would make, <laughs> like if he did that in the playoffs, I'd be like, that's incredibly dumb. He had already clinched the division title. So no, like. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, he did. He did. You're yeah, right. He clinched he the division title. So like, and they weren't getting the, they weren't going to get the one seat anyways. So like, you're talking about like, a two seed versus a three, like, and he's just proving a point to his team that he like believes in them, and that like they're gonna like they don't they don't care like what they you don't need to you don't need to do that like you need to make smart plays like obviously every coach in the league believes in their players like that you know that's just I don't know and I I get what you're saying like if they scored that touchdown and went for it right away to go for the win, great that's fine right. What what I have the problem with, with was when they had that five yard penalty. Oh man, many in terms right? of like, is it a smart play to win the game? A hundred percent agree. Right, like, like in terms it's of it's more if, the if penalty. You really you're back game, five yards, and then you still decide to go for it when your chances of making it are so much man, less. If your only goal, if you need yeah. to win that game, I a hundred percent agree with you. This is like, did he have other things in mind besides like? winning that game exactly like or did he just not want to play overtime like we saw that a ton in in, in this week where like teams just didn't want to play overtime so they did ridiculous things to avoid playing overtime like mm, i mean the way they play that game they played to win so like why would you sacrifice it at the end and then it's like i don't know if, if you really believe in your team like and, and your players then you should also believe that they can win in overtime I just like I feel like like like, it, it, like if if your mindset is about winning that game, then yes, a hundred percent agreed. Like maybe I mean like I guess I'm going like you know and like to be honest like what was his first speech when he got there it was about like breaking kneecaps and like like part of what's made them good is like this kind of like ridiculous bravado, and. I think he's just kind of showing off that bravado. He's kind of like Rex Ryan was with the Jets. I, I think this only has a shelf life of like one or two years. I and know. it's just going to just be dumb. There wasn't the whole dumb Twitter thing this whole past week about like, like they had a dumb Twitter video of like their guys, uh, like reporting like to the practice facility and being like, reporting is eligible, reporting for duty, like making fun of the refs. And I just think like making a whole sideshow of this, like gets old really quick. Like I think it's going to work out like the yeah. Rex Ryan thing did where like he was good for a year or two. And then it just got old, especially at the pro level. Yeah, well, I mean, that being said, like, I mean, I know this is a tennis podcast, but I'm hammering the Rams against the Lions at uh, money line plus 160, I think, because, like, first of all, Sean McVay against Dan Campbell. Like, Sean McVay is a, a quality coach, right? <laughs> plus, Sean McVay knows everything about Jared Goff possible, right? That's like, true. That's he knows true. In and out with what, what Jared Goff's favorite plays. He can scheme for exactly what Jared Goff loves. So that's number two. You know, number three, it's playoff pressure. Like, what what dumb shit is Dan Campbell gonna do? Like, you know, like I just can't trust a guy like that to okay, win regular season games, fine. Win playoff games, totally different animal. The Lions True. are the Rams, the Rams are coming in hot. Dan Campbell was so dumb, he started all his players. Sam Laporta got hurt. You know, like, it's just, like, 
I don't know. I I just can't. Well, he coach, right, that's why I compare him to Rex Ryan. Like he coaches with his heart, not with his head. And so I think like there's a two year shelf life on that, where like that works well for a while, but then like, well, I don't know. it only works until your your one of your best players gets hurt. <laughs> He'll no. I think he's gonna have to like. I think he's gonna have to like learn to like coach a little more with his head because I feel like like. They've been so bad for so long, right? Yeah. That, like, that attitude gets you, like, reinvigorated. Right? Okay. Okay. You know, but then, but is like... Is he going to adjust, or that's just his, in his DNA? It's probably just in his... I mean, look, he's probably going to oh. be like Rex Ryan. You know what I mean? Okay. Where he's, like... So that's he's why I think there's a two-year shelf life, and then he ends up on TV and ends up being a great, like... He's going to be doing what, what we're doing, but for football yeah. instead of tennis. Like, in a couple Well, years. I mean, he'll do it for a, a major <laughs> network. Because, like, I mean, he'd be great on TV... Yeah. Like him and Rex Ryan would be hilarious. So take notes, Maxime Cressy. Don't be like Dan Campbell. That's that's how we're going to finish the show. No, but but Maxime Cressy might not be good enough to have players that are any good. Also, like you got to give him credit. Like Dan Campbell has made Jared Goff into a legitimate quarterback again. Like I have a very low opinion of Jared Goff. Okay, I actually think he's better than... Like I think Sean McVay made him way better than what Jared, what uh, Dan Campbell made him. Okay, but that's just me. Well, anyway, that's enough about football. We're get, we're going off on a tangent. So uh, have a good night. We'll be back uh, later this week, like probably on the weekend for a massive Australian. Yeah, Open. for a massive Aussie Open pot. I, I think they start Sunday this year, so we're gonna have it's gonna they start suck. Sunday. Yeah, so we'll have to do it on uh, what Thursday or Friday. So, all right. Well, yeah, I, I lost you there. So we'll have to do it on like Thursday or Friday, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we'll figure it out. So hope me. All right, guys. Have a guest. To all the followers. Thanks so much. We always yeah, appreciate the you. views. Um, always, always good times and uh, good luck on your bets. All right. Take care, everyone. See Bye, everyone.